All right, welcome back, everybody. Sorry about there not being a podcast last week. We uh, took a little hiatus for the holiday. Got more fat. It's fine. Always. Always. But we're back, and we're ready to get moving, possibly, if I can remember this story. If Miranda stops chomping on chips. Why, though? You're telling me a story. I need to have a snack. (laughs) So, um... We are back with um, Louisiana, New Orleans, to be exact. It's the Vampire of New Orleans. So, his- blah blah blah. <laughs> I do not say blah 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 blah. That's all I think about. I can't because like all I want to watch is Hotel Transylvania. Now I was watching it at work today. Like the first, second, third, oh third. So the vacation. Mm-hmm. That one's so good. So good. <laughs> They're such children. It's fine though. I'm 24 and let me just say, Hotel Transylvania's got my heart. Always. Always. Okay. So this doesn't only take place in New Orleans. The story actually goes back um, to the late 1600s, early 1700s. um, And then it goes to New Orleans later. It's actually really interesting. And after like doing my research and learning about it, I 100% believe in this. So like if you're in New Orleans, my ass will be down there sooner or later um i want to meet this guy if he's still there which i i 100 percent believe he's still there so and this was started in the 1600s yes so i'm intrigued yes so his name i can't say correctly at all so so it's count de saint what the fuck does that say Germain. Germain, right? Okay, because I was saying it so wrong the other day. I was like, Count Saint blah, 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 blah. I don't remember what it was. Blah, 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 blah. Just like that. So his um, his name changes throughout the story, too. But in all reality, it kind of stays similar. Okay. Like, it's they stay very similar. So the records indicate um, that he was born as the Saint Germain in the late 1600s, early 1700s. Um... But other, like, well-known figures um, in history have told of a similar man that actually can be traced back in time to Christ. So it's really interesting. They're not really sure when he was born. um, But he knew, like, Louis XV. He knew Catherine the Great. Like, all of these people told stories of this man. They're saying, like, he was at Marie Antoinette's beheading. It's, right? Right. Tell me that's not cool. Um, I mean, not cool that she was beheaded, but... I mean, they did kind of deserve it. Oh, man. Whatever. Anyways, um, so most accounts can't agree on how many events in history that this guy haunts. So some will say back to Christ. Others will say it didn't happen until 1700s. Um, Some say he was at the wedding where Jesus turned water into wine. Dang. Exactly. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Literally. <laughs> that was a really bad pun. I didn't even know I was going to do that. Um, so he was there around like 325 AD is kind of like where the real first story starts of him. Okay. Um, he was an activist. Um, that's what he became very well known as. Um, so what's really funny is in my research in this one story I read, they actually refer to him um, in a Harry Potter reference. Really? Which, you know, made my heart jump a little bit. Always. If you don't know, Miranda and I, we are huge Harry Potter nerds. I mean, we got tattoos. We got 
stuffed animals. Is literally the love of my life. Yes, we have all the Alex and Anis you can like have. Like we're we're huge huge fans. Um, so I'm going to read a quote from one of the stories that I was reading, and it says, "Now, if you're familiar with Harry Potter, you might have heard of the term of the Philosopher's Stone, which is the one of the main goals of this count." He wanted the stone so bad so he could have immorality. Immortality. Immortality. Um, And it was something that that people believe that he actually achieved. People believe that he actually got it. So it made me really happy when I read Harry Potter. I was like, really? Well, I mean, if he's been alive since the 1600s. Exactly. Or even, like, Christ era. I mean, I'm going to have to go with he's pretty fucking immortal. Yes, very immortal. He's... Supposedly, supposedly he's dead, but other people say he's not anymore. So it's kind of interesting. Um, so so blah, 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 blah. the story starts in 1742. Um, he was in high society in Europe. He was known um, for being very knowledgeable in science and history. He spoke over six languages, including French, German, Dutch, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, and English. Along with knowing part of Chinese, Latin, Arabic, and ancient Greek language. Like, this guy, he could pretty much speak anything. Um, So the first um, record of his suspected immortality was at a party with the mistress of um, Louis XV. Okay. Um, It was the year 1760. So the countess approached the man thinking that it was the son of a man she knew in 1710, whom she also knew as Count de Saint Germain. Also, so it's kind of interesting as the story starts developing. Um, on the account, she discovered that the man actually seemed to be the exact same man she knew 50 years earlier. I mean, and, in that time frame, they didn't live very long. So. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Like, she knew this man 15, 50 years ago. And like, in all, and at that time frame, like I don't think a lot of people didn't live over like forty. Like they died very young from illnesses and all of diseases, that. Diseases because they didn't have the medical, you know, ability to. It could be something as simple as a flu. Yeah. Know? No. Exactly. <laughs> and um, when she approached him, he didn't even deny or even try to play himself off as that's expired beer. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> side story. Um, the guys bought that not knowing it was expired. It's from like 2012. They bought it earlier this year. So yeah, someone sold them like 2012 expired beer. Like it was bad. No, I drank all the Sprite. <laughs> and you have cream soda and cream soda is fucking disgusting. So it's Jawson's. Anyways, um, he didn't even try to deny it. Or play it off like he was. He was the like, son. "Oh, yeah, that's me." Hi. Pretty much, he joked How around. You doing? <laughs> he joked around with the countess. Pretty much, was like, "He's over a hundred years old." Type style. Insert can pop here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um. So after that, like, there's not much about him until about forty years later. Um. It said that he just traveled throughout Europe. He never aged. Uh, also goals. If I could travel around Europe and not age, life would be amazing. My right life now. would be freaking set. 
So most everybody in Europe knew of this man's abilities. He was a genius on the violin. His painting skills were through the roof. They said he had lots and lots of money, but he also knew a lot about medicine and not just Eastern, but Western medicine. So it's just kind of interesting that he already knew what was getting developed before it was being developed and being put out there. Um, He was always, he always dined with people around him. He always had big lavish dinner parties. But what became very odd was he never ate at those dinner parties. Because he wants to suck your blood. He only drank wine. Which of or course. blood. <laughs> right. Which of course he was a connoisseur. How do you say it? Connoisseur. Thank you. Of wine. Like he said he knew anything and everything to do with wine. It was blood. It was Bet. blood. Um, you'll find out later. <laughs> Actually, you will find out later. Um... So there was a philosopher um, in the 18th century, and he described St. Germain as a man who never dies and who knows everything. I don't know how to say his name, so it's fine. Voltaire. Yeah. So if anybody knows of the philosopher, Voltaire. Yep. um, He is said to have studied under this man, and that's why he knew so so much about him. So he was like his uh, apprentice. Apprentice. Yes. He was definitely his apprentice. Um, supposedly the final account of the count <laughs> <laughs> was when he traveled to um, Hamburg. It said that he befriended Prince Charles and he became a trusted confidant in the prince. He lived as a guest at one of his castles where he is rumored to have died. Okay. The well, only... Thing that accounts for his death, though, is a local record that states that Count de Saint Germain deceased February 27th, 1784. Okay. So this is where it starts getting really like, I was like, huh, okay, that's a little weird. So there was another claim that in October 16th, 1993, at the beheading of Marie Antoinette, which he would have been close to 100 years old at that time, if Google is correct. <laughs> so if Google's, so Google's correct, he was born in 1710. Um, he was said to be seen there. And although records of his death were found, the count was continuously seen all around Europe, years and years after his supposed death. Mm-hmm. The same man, the same look, and close to the same name. Well, what I find interesting is how people knew what he looked like. Was there, like, paintings or, like... Could you there were. There were. Okay, so okay. I I wish I could, like... We haven't gotten to the video portion of our broadcast or yet. Or our website yet. Yeah, which but, keep up, keep in mind, that's coming. Plug. 2019. Hey. Um, it's coming 2019. Um, there are photos and things like that. Like, we'll post them on our Instagram and on our Facebook, Twitter of this guy and kind of what he looks like. It's all the way down to you. <laughs> she just dropped dip all over herself. Oh so, my so I Lord. know, guys, I'm a super messy eater. I'm like starving. It's right here. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, um, we'll post pictures of him so you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about and how interesting it is that it looks, he looks very, very similar. He has the same exact features and like the paintings and pictures and all of this stuff. Um, so the story, there have been many written stories about him. And they're saying the man never looked older than 45 years old. 
So Bold. yeah, I mean, I don't want to look older than I do now. I kind of look like I'm 16 at 24. So hey, I mean, you did get ID trying to buy an R-rated movie. I did. Yeah. I'm like, um, I'm Last 24. Year. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Oh, thank you. Um, so much fun, guys. Right. So there was another countress that wrote about him and her private journals, which were found later. I just love that countress. I do too. Oh. I'm like, oh, I want to be a countess. Hey. Um, and she wrote, I have seen St. Germain again. Each time it is to my amazement. I saw him when I, when the queen was murdered on the 18th of the day, the death of one of our dukes. In, Jan- in January of 1815, she saw him again. And the last wrote account, account of seeing him was in 1820. So remember, the story started off in the late, well, the early 1700s, but the first account was in 1742. So now this is jumping forward almost 100 years from the first account of him. Of like having that. And he was born in 1710? What they're saying, he had to have been born in 1710 if... He was seen at Mary uh, Marie Antoinette's um, death. Yeah. He would have been close to 100 years old if he was born in 1710. But remember, people believe that he was born before Christ. True. So you don't really know. Okay. Um, so as the story goes on, we're going to push about a century and a half later So it's 1897, so a century and a half later from the original account. Okay. Um, One of the founders of, like, this private society said that she was working with St. Germain and promoting the spiritual development of the West. So, again, the same name being brought up in her journals and the same accounts of the same man. At this point in time, St. Germain had come over to the U.S., um, there is apparently a photo of him. Um, I probably have it in some of my re- research that shows him coming through customs? our ports. Yeah. Or like back then customs. Yeah. Um, which at this point in time, it's kind of just takes us to 20th, 21st century, 21st, 20th century New Orleans. So it's saying that he was all throughout Europe. He came over to the United States. He stayed in the United States starting in 1897. And now we're into the year of 1902. I mean, it would make sense, though. Like, if you were really immortal and, like, people, person after person after person was accounting to seeing you in Europe, like, I could understand why you'd want to leave. Come to the new world. Yeah. And, like, because you don't know. People could go, like, psycho and be like, oh, tell me your secrets. I'm going to kill you if you don't. And you're like, bro, I survived this long. You ain't going to kill me. Goodbye. Exact conversation right there. <laughs> I was there. Exact it's conversation. Fine. Perfect. In my past life. It's whatever. Right? <laughs> Shit, man. Um, so now we're in the year of... Yeah, I don't know what the computer's doing. I just let it go. It still says we're recording. So, whatever. Um, so in the year of 1902, a man that goes by the name of... So his name's like Jacqueline, pretty much. Jacques. I call him Jacqueline because it's his name. So his name is Jacques Saint Germain moves into a building um, in like the New Orleans prop like society area. Like, okay. So like you're down on um, French quarters. Okay. Um, so he moves down there. Um, he says he immigrated from South of France and he is a descendant of Count Saint Germain's. So he's even bringing this guy's name up in the U S where people don't know him already. 
Okay. So he's already bringing the guy's name up. And his name is very close to the original person. Okay. Um. So on top of that, his he was... He threw very lavish parties and he was n- invited to like all the elite parties in New Orleans and he by like dignitaries and politicians like everybody knew this man. They said that he would serve meals on the finest china and silverware. But yet again, he never ate a bite. All he did was drink what guests were to believe was red wine. So as time went on, he was because he was very rich, he seemingly he just fit into the society. He was very charming. He was very intelligent. He was a master of languages and art, just like his like ancestor. That's where it made no sense. He knew things that he should have never known. Um, so is that where the stipulation comes under? It's the same person? It's the same person, yeah. Um, and then it, things he would say, people he would, you know, talk to, things like that. Um, the only problem with that was, even though he was all those things, the company he kept wasn't the finest. Um, they liked to party a lot down on Bourbon Street, which kept him from being fully accepted by the elite. Which makes sense. You don't want someone out there, you know. No, you don't. Um, I don't know what my computer's doing. It's irritating me right now. Um, so the story keeps going. So he didn't want attention at all brought to him, which I find very weird since he kind of pushed the attention onto himself. Yeah, like how are you gonna be like that? And then, mm, nah. Like, I'm good. Well, the police never knew of him. Like nobody, like he had a good name, he knew good people, everything was fine. Um, until he had picked up a woman from a local pub and took her back to his house. The young woman later finds herself at the police station with a tale that sounds right out of a fantasy novel, which is this is where it gets me. She said that St. Germain came to her at an alarming speed and strength when she leaned over to suspect some of his like really pretty items on his mantle. She had the speed and the strength in full use. He pressed her up against the mantle and began biting her on the neck. As luck would have it, to suck her blood, I know right? he's Dracula. We're, we're, I'm hundred percent convinced that Dracula comes from this man or he comes from Dracula, whatever. Um, at that exact moment, a few of his friends began banging on his door, trying to lure him out to drink and have party with them. So all of his friends from bourbon street, which distract him long enough for the woman to break away. But instead of trying to make it like, instead of trying to get past him, she just jumped out the window. And she broke her leg and resulting her to like scream really loud. So the police like came running at her. Okay. So they questioned him that night. Um, he stated that she was just drunk and decided to jump. And then the police asked him, would you come down to the station in the morning to give a formal statement? He completely said yes. He had no problem of coming down, nothing like that. But he never appeared at the station the next day. He dipped the fuck out. He did dip the fuck out. When they decided to pay him a visit, they found his house was completely vanished. Like, everything was gone. He was completely abandoned. All of his stuff was, like, nothing in the house. So the police started to investigate his home, which they were confused by what a lot of the things they found. One thing they found was bloodstains all over tablecloths in the house. 
And if you look at them, they told different times of the blood being there. So definitely was having some women up in his house, um, you know, at different periods trying to kill them, clearly. The huge. The huge. And then on top of that, there was absolutely no food in the house. None at all. No utensils or plates. Um, just a large collection of wine glasses and uh, bottles filled with what police believed to be red wine. But when they tasted it, they discovered that it was a blood and wine mix. I called it! <laughs> That's why I said you'll find out later. Um, now, never trust anyone drinking wine. It's probably blood. It is probably blood. So you drink red wine, though. Are you going to kill me? I mean... I mean, I drink red wine, too. I mean, you don't got to know that. That's true. Just surprise <laughs> Just surprise me, please. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, they never found him. He just disappeared. And gone. Until... You can say he almost vanished like a bat. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. So stupid. <laughs> Go the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> So, we're going to fast forward to 1970s, where a man named Count de Saint-Germain, who claimed to be the Count at that time, did his first appearance on television and claimed that he was the man of all the stories. And... So, either he's fame-hungry or, like... Which is what I'm thinking... I'm thinking. It led him to a lot of money. He had a lot of people following him, occultists, things like that. Um, but he actually committed suicide in 1983. Why are you going to live that long just to... I don't know. Maybe people, he faked his death. Oh, 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 oh. She ran ahead. No, I'm joking. She didn't read ahead. Oh, shit. <laughs> Some people believe that it was a faked suicide, and he's still alive to this day, which would be true if he was the real count. People don't know if he was the real count. He looks very similar, like pictures and stuff. Like he looks like him. I'll show you. It's I'll post on our Instagram when this is dropping, which is tomorrow. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Because it's Monday. Because it's so Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Show me pictures on Instagram. Check it out. SWTWC podcast. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um now to present day. Now this is where I'm like, I wanna go meet this guy. Okay. There have been numerous reports of a mysterious figure, sometimes known as Jack. Or Jock. Or, no, it says Jack. Like Jack. J-A-C-K. Yeah, but Jack sounds really similar to Jock. Just less fancy. Oh, I totally missed that. I can tell. <laughs> I was like, no, it says Jack. I'm reading it right now. Like, <laughs> Oh, um... I guess he, like, harasses tourists and locals, and people say that he has a lot of strength and speed, and he moves, his, moves like, super fast and all that stuff. Like Edward Cullen? Yeah, like Edward Cullen. <laughs> Cullen? Cullen? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. He is a colon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he is dead. Um, yeah. So, it's a little interesting. I think the creepy part is, like, the similarities and the looks. I feel like yeah. if it looks similar, then it wouldn't. Yeah. So as like we're going to be talking, I'm going to show Miranda like the photos and then again, we'll post these. So this is what Count, like, you know, Count de Saint Germain looked like um, in the 1700s. Okay. So that's him in the 1700s. 
So that's one of the dinners he threw. It's a painting of it. Um, that's just a vampire. <laughs> that's just Abraham Lincoln the vampire. Um, that's just some guy. Um, again, not the same guy. So there's the picture of him again. Go away. Um, that's New Orleans, present day. There's another picture of him. This is in the 1800s. So tell me that does not look like the same man to you. Literally looks like the exact same man. The nose, the eyebrows, the, everything about him looks that like That forehead. That forehead, though. Um, okay. And that is in the 1740s. So this is um, King Louis XV actually had this painted of him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Um, that's from a fucking movie. There's another picture of him again. Where's it at? Okay, so this is another photo of him. He kind of seems like he's adapting to the time. He is. Like, every time the time change, like, he has time. Okay, so this one is, that's from Outlander. So, like, this guy is actually, his character is in a TV show. Like, they talk about him in a history TV show. Like, how interesting is that? That is really interesting. So, this is the man that claimed to be him um, in the 70s. Oh, wow. Doesn't he look so similar? Especially, like, you, like that nose. That nose, though, and that eyebrows. That forehead, though. That forehead, though. Like, legit. It looks like he just adapted with time. Kind of changed his appearance to match the time period. Yeah, so it's kind of like, okay, thanks, dude. Like... I was not a believer when I read the story at first. I was like, oh, you're you're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. Like, I love vampires, werewolves, like anything supernatural, like I'm down with. Like, let's do it. This guy really creeps me out because now, like, you know how bad I want to visit New Orleans. Yeah. Like, I want to go to New Orleans so bad. That's all. I want to go so bad. When are we going to go? I know. We do need to plan when we're going to go, though. True. Heads up. Um, uh, when's Marty Gras again? <laughs> right, though. Right, though. Um... If we do that, we have to go to Alabama though too. So we'll talk about that later. I'll explain. Um, so tell me your thoughts and your ideas on like this man that supposedly is. I don't know. The pictures are pretty convincing. Like that's just not something like those aren't just normal traits. Like he's not your run of the mill average Joe. Like, you know, the stereotypical, what a, per what a man looks like. Like you have very distinctive facial features and to be able to replicate, replicate that. So, I don't know, spot on. Like, it's just weird. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, it definitely creeps me out. So, I don't know. I love history. So, having, like, the history part of this and then, like, finding out that this this man had a character made of him in a TV show. Like, they talk about him in um, the Outlander series, which is a history-based TV series. They talk about him. So, obviously, like, he's known and he's... He's a well-known man who I happen to believe is immortal. And I do believe he's out there. Like, it just really creeped me out. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, you never know. Like, there's so much It's just stuff. when you have that many accounts. And they're all the same. Like, they all are, like, strangers. Like, this is what he looks like, describing him. And it's, like, the same man. Person, yeah. And the fact that, like, in New Orleans, in, um, like, the first time he was in New Orleans... So in the 1800s, he spoke languages that are dead. Like Latin. Like Latin. Who speaks Latin? No one speaks Latin. Yeah. You have to go see a professor who spent years and years studying Latin to understand Latin. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's Latin creepy. in school creeped me out because I was like, what the fuck you're trying to say to me? 
Take your death language and go away. But it is like, it's just so weird. That is weird. I don't know. So I'm, I'm a true believer in this one. This one definitely got me. All right. So I'm, I'm creeped out. Well, let us know what you guys think. The yes. videos will be up on Instagram prior to episode launch. So yes. when you finish listening, go check out the Instagram and let us know what you guys think. I love comments. Interact with us. Please. We're bored. We're lonely. <laughs> Talk to us. <laughs> We're lonely. Please be our friends. No. So please reach out. Let us know what you guys think. If you guys have ever heard of this story, if you guys are in New Orleans and you've ever heard of this man, like I would love some more information on him. Oh, definitely. You know, if maybe if you, I, I really want to get out there and be like, okay, like if you're a descendant, like let me know because I want to know more about this man. This man definitely gives me the like heebie-jeebies and it's hard to give me the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies is such a funny word. And from like, what is that? Like the 60s? I don't, 50s? Know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Throwing it back. Throwing it back. Just Definitely. Out. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at SWTWC podcast. Same handle on Twitter and follow our Facebook page at something wicked. This way comes podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a very spooky night.